we all own or we should own bags of junk silver and some and some silver bars because at some point you'll want to convert that into real money and gold. Hello, this is Maurice Jackson. Before we present today's interview, I'd like to remind our listening audience that I'm a licensed broker to sell precious metals through Miles Franklin, where we have unlimited options to expand your precious metals portfolio. Stay tuned to the end of our interview for contact details, and I look forward to the opportunity to speak with you. Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales in the form of physical delivery, offshore depositories, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Joining us for a conversation is the mercenary geologist, Mickey Folk, and we're live at the New Orleans Investment Conference. Mickey, thank you for joining us. Always my pleasure, sir. <laughs> All right. Two years ago, Mickey, we discussed the value propositions in tax loss sellings. Right. Last year, we did one on peak oil. I'd like to have uh, your thoughts today regarding the value proposition of silver bullion, silver junior mining companies, and then uh, those that extract silver. And if those aren't the ones that we should be focusing our efforts on, then let's find out what you are focusing your efforts on. Okay. So first, let's discuss silver bullion there's a number of speculators in the space that have always they're always optimistic about the value proposition currently the silver ratio is what in the 80s mid 80s 84 as of friday what are your thoughts on that does that surprise you should it be lower should it be higher or is it in the right place well it is what it is it's what the market says it is so it's not it's not my uh, point to judge if it should be higher or lower. This is what the market says it is. I can go on historical precedent and good reasoning and say uh, since January of 1970 to the present month, the mean of the gold-silver ratio has been 57. The median has been 59. So that is a normal or the most common ratios. But it has varied since uh, January of 1970 from around 20 uh, to as high as 93 and a half, which it Recently, reached a yeah. couple, of, couple of months ago. Um, so it's skewed toward the higher, higher value right now, and, and that's abnormal, to say it in, a, in, a, in one word. Um, it does not mean that it's not going to stay there. If you look at the price of the ratios since global economic crisis, it's moved con almost continuously up and up with a couple of perturbations. So it can be argued we're in a different paradigm. Uh, I've heard that argument. I don't necessarily subscribe to that argument. I expect that ratio to come back down at some point. So that means that, yes, silver bullion is a value proposition right now on predicate on the, on the fact that historically it's way high. So, um, but gold remains money, and, and it's debatable if silver's money or not. Um, um, as far as the U.S. government is concerned, it was no longer money. Uh, we came off the bimetallic monetary standard in 1900. Uh, it was uh, briefly money with fe Federal Reserve notes mm -hmm. when uh, uh, Roosevelt took us off the gold standard. So 1933 uh, to 1944 uh, with the Federal Reserve notes, which could be exchanged for bullion. Uh, then we went on the gold standard from 44 to 71. There was a brief period of time in the late 60s where they 
1965, quit minting, uh, for the most part, gold and silver coins. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there was a period of time until, if memory serves, 1968, where you could still convert uh, a silver, a federal silver note into either bullion uh, or coins first, and then they cut that window and then into bullion. Thanks to Ab Johnson, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and so since then, I would argue that silver isn't real, is not money in the United States, but it remains somewhat a monetary metal, uh, even though it's used 60% for industrial purposes, mostly consumed uh, in times of economic duress. It, it it follows gold and it's usually more volatile than gold. So uh, we all we all own or we should own bags of junk silver and some and some silver bars because at some point you'll want to convert that into real money and gold. So uh, if you're going to buy bullion right now, I'd say you buy uh, buy silver, buy platinum for too. But and I, I like the fact that you're being very responsible. You didn't give a price. You indicated it's a good value proposition, and you use the ratios, and that's a, that's a philosophy that I subscribe to as well. I think sometimes we, we get misconstrued into silver's deeply discounted, and it's going to be at a certain right. currency value. And I think that's sometimes disingenuous because you and I both don't know that. We don't know what that price is going to be. But if we use uh, historical precedents, those ratios do seem to revert back to the mean. So right. very, I like that. I've always admired your integrity regarding that. <laughs> Let's switch the conversation now to uh, junior mining and those in particular that are focused in silver. I think you wrote a musing on that recently, did you? Right. I, I wrote something uh, with a somewhat provocative title go, uh, was, uh, are these silver CEOs insane or simply buggy-brained? Or something on the effect of that. Um, so uh, the silver miners that exist in North America or, and, and, or mine in North America and or South America for the most part, uh, they're not really silver companies. They're lead-zinc companies of which silver is a byproduct. Uh, they could also be copper companies that have byproduct zinc or gold companies that have byproduct or, I didn't say that. Lead zinc companies that have uh, byproduct silver, copper companies that have byproduct silver, or gold companies that have byproduct silver. Uh, but that is never the, the determining uh, metal. You still need, if you're a lead zinc silver company, you need a lead zinc smelter. So you're really dependent on lead and zinc prices for for a lot of the economics of your production and demand for those two metals. And silver, even though it may contribute more of your cash flow, is really dependent on the, the primary metals. Um, so... Can I stop call, you there for a second? Yeah. Now, is that... The, the, they're, they're not predominant silver extractors, correct? Now, is that from marketing? And it also, is it the, the nomenclature of the company that they market themselves and has silver in the title so then the lay investor or speculator is thinking this is a silver play, but it's really not. Right. Well, thinking? they're partially silver plays, but yeah, it's a buzzword. Yes. It's still viewed uh, as a monetary metal, and that can be argued that it is, but it's not money, but, but it follows gold. So yeah, it's a marketing tool. You're not going to call yourself first majestic, majestic lead and zinc. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't excite anybody. But all these, you can't really find a pure silver play anywhere in the world. Pan American Silver first first uh, 
uh, First Majestic Silver, uh, Endeavor Silver. Those are really uh, base metal companies that have significant revenues from silver, and that that varies according to price of silver. But but really, if you got no demand for lead and zinc uh, at the smelter, then you're going to suffer as a silver company. Now, if silver extractors and their exploration companies don't have your attention, would you mind sharing what does have your attention? Well, I go back to the usual things, and that's copper and gold. Uh, it's easy to find good gold plays, I think, um, and I cover a couple of good gold plays. Um, copper companies are harder to find, but good copper companies uh, cover one of those. Uh, and I'm always interested in, in maintaining my positions in uranium companies, uh, that that metal is still uh, flushed down the toilet and will be until we see what happens with the Section 232 uh, national security interests of uranium by the Trump administration. That decision, or the actions on that decision, uh, we were, we're still waiting for. It's been punted first 90 days and now 30 days, and we'll see if it happens in mid-November here. I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm not holding my breath on that. In fact, I'm probably crossing as many fingers and toes as I can. So. <laughs> now, Mick, you have to speak for the person listening to this interview. Give us some names. Sure. Uh, Copper Space, very bullish on the, on the prospects going forward, and Catalyst coming with Trilogy Metals. Uh, arguably the two best highest-grade giant copper deposits in the geopolitically safe world in Alaska. Uh, Catalyst coming on that. That stock's currently trading about 2 bucks. U.S. trades almost exclusively on the New York American Exchange. It's been as high as 314 this year before it got knocked down by a bunch of algorithmic short sellers down to buck fifty. It's recovered to 2 bucks. We expect a higher... Uh, or, or let me put it this way, there's reason to think uh, it's going to have a higher stock price going forward. So that might be a buying op at this level. Uh, in gold space, I cover two companies, Illegal Royalties. Uh, we picked that stock at $0.09. Cents. It uh, has recently traded as high as 47 closed Friday at 41 uh, It's filling in the gaps, mm-hmm. uh, as I predicted uh, in a piece about uh, five weeks ago that it was going to fill in this gap between the low 30s and uh, and the low 40s. It filled that in, so we're looking for the next uh, leg up on that stock. Okay. Um, I should also mention we got subscribers in uh, Trilogy at 65 cents, so that's been, uh, that at one point was nearly a five-bagger, still a three-bagger. Uh, oh, illegal <laughs> royalties in at nine cents. Uh, and as high as 47, well, that's a five-bagger, and, and, you know, you can't always buy you, you yeah. buy or sell at the higher low, but we've made really good money for subscribers on that. And a new company I cover, uh, Real Gold Resources. Uh, it's a private deal right now. Uh, we offered to subscribers uh, about a month ago maybe five weeks ago, a private placement mm-hmm. opportunity through the company. Uh, that's still open as as the book uh, has been allotted, but uh, now they're over uh, into an over-allotment for accredited subscribers. Uh, you can go on, 
go to the email because it's only available. Uh, but it's easy to become a subscriber. You just sign up. It's free. And then you, you'll have the ability to look at that uh, private placement and get a decision. A new gold explorer in a, in a Carlin-type gold play, big recon uh, with drill success so far, uh, and it should be public very soon. And full disclosure for that for uh, audience members, that's going to be, you have to be an accredited investor. But uh, Mickey, for you, you missed one, which is uranium. Give us some uh, companies you like in uranium. Well, I own Energy Fuels, and I own Uranium Energy Corp, uh, waiting for a better uranium environment. Uh, um, Energy Fuels, current producer, Uranium Energy Corp, on um, can ramp up uh, very quickly in a couple of months or something with production in South Texas. I'm also a shareholder of Asarga Uranium uh, uh, in permitting in South Dakota for a new ISR mine there. Um, and I've got to say, I own all of the above stocks. The three that I listed are um, pay a sponsor fee and my website run a sponsor model, which allows me to give all my work to my free email subscribers. <laughs> I like that. Two final questions for you, sir. What keeps you up at night that we don't know about? Uh, generally sporting events that go late, like a World Series. Uh, <laughs> but I often, uh, I often work at night. Uh, I write mm -hmm. sometimes at night. So uh, working for myself, I, uh, I can get on the computer at midnight and work till 3 a.m. if I'm so, uh, so inclined. And, uh, uh, and I don't sleep much. Uh, you're one I of the kinda, hardest working people I know in the industry, so I can vouch for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you're a, you're a military guy, so you know how you uh, you probably don't need as much sleep as the average Joe does. You That's know, correct. so uh, you know, I sleep. Uh, I'm fine. I'm five to six hours a night, uh, and I like to get up. I welcome today when the sun came up an hour earlier, according to the clock. Because I don't really like to get up in the dark, but as soon as it gets light, man, I'm up and good to go. And knock on wood, I will continue to go to bed whatever time I do at night and look at the clock and say, okay, I need to get my five to six hours before I get to get up and go to work again. Amen. <laughs> Last question, and that is, what did I forget to ask? I don't think you forgot anything. Uh, well, I want to make sure we cover all of our bases because you have a, a large following and we want to provide them the best and most accurate information because they trust you as a source as I trust you as a source. And I, I value our relationship and the integrity that you bring to the space. It's a, you're a very good steward to the space and I've learned a lot from you and I, I really do appreciate that. Well, likewise, and I appreciate uh, the fact that you uh, understand bullion and you're an agent for a sales agent for Miles Franklin and my buddy Andy Sheckman and, yes, and the most honest uh, 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 bullion salesman that I know on the planet and my go-to source for uh, precious metals, uh, bullion, uh, coins, bars, numismatics, uh, you always got something in that portfolio there that I'm tempted to buy and often do. We're honored to be licensed and affiliated with uh, Miles Franklin Precious Metals Investments and Andy Sheckman is a great steward to the space, 30 years, yep. uh, no customer complaints. And if you're listening to this interview today and you're interested in purchasing physical precious metals to be delivered to your residence, that is gold, silver, platinum, palladium, and rhodium, precious metal IRAs, offshore depositories, 
and private blockchain distributed ledger technology, please give me a call at 855-505-1900. That number again is 855-505-1900. Or you may email maurice at milesfranklin.com. Mickey, if someone listening wants to get more information about your work, please share your your contact. Uh, MercenaryGeologist.com is the website. About 90% of my products are available on the website, but to get the stock picks, uh, you got to be a subscriber to get the musings, uh, the thought pieces, think pieces, and the commodity analysis. Uh, we restrict all that stuff to subscribers for at least a month or so. Uh, so to be timely, sign up and you'll get the newsletter. And finally, at Mercenary Geo. Uh, join 52,000 Twitter followers, and we have lots of fun on that. And we hope that we make you laugh sometimes and we make you frown sometimes. But we always appreciate your feedback. And if you send me an email to contact at mercenarygeologist.com, you will receive a response. It may ask you to become a free email subscriber before you get some some uh, rather sensitive information. But, hey, the price is free, and we will respond unless you are a troll. <laughs> All right. Well, Mickey Fulton, the mercenary geologist, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Thank you, Maurice. My pleasure. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.